This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living, sponsored by Vane Innovations. And welcome to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. My foodie correspondent, David Danzig's joining me in the studio this hour because we are going to chat with Ann Quatrano, who's widely held to be the country's greatest chef. Now, Ann reigns over four of Atlanta's most celebrated restaurants. That would be Bacchanalia, Float Away Cafe, Star Provisions, Dub's Fish Camp. Now, if I named all of Ann's awards and nominations from the James Beard Foundation, it would take up pretty much the rest of this show. So, Ann, <laughs> I know you are one busy lady, and I want to thank you for taking an hour out of your day. Um, first of all, you grew up in New England. I did, in Connecticut. But you quickly grew roots here in the South. Yeah, my mom is from Cartersville. We live on her family's farm up there. Um, she uh, she moved, I think she went to college in Vermont, and she moved up there when she had us. Uh, so we grew up in Connecticut. But in 92, we moved back to her farm and started cultivating it for hopefully a restaurant, which we opened in 93. So Summerland. Summerland. That was the name of the farm. Um, my ancestors are from Savannah, and they uh, moved up to Cartersville mm-hmm. for the summers. Now it seems ab- bas- <laughs> backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were. <laughs> um, they moved up to Cartersville because it was cooler. Right. Yeah. Um, from Savannah. So they called it Summerland. And there was an ancestral house where we built our house, but it burnt down in the 80s and wasn't really there when we moved. So so you have become pretty much the godmother of Atlanta dining. Um, you started the... Uh, uh, you were farm to table and locally sourced in the 90s before anybody was even thinking that or it was on anybody's radar. Yeah, I think, well, we um, were fortunate. We went to culinary school in San Francisco and I worked um, in San Francisco in the 80s for Judy Rogers at Zuni. And that was really when Alice Waters was going crazy with the local movement. Of course, it was much easier to procure ingredients yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, from there, we moved to New York, which was a little harder, right. but we still kept our eye on that goal of trying to source as much as we could locally. Um, and it seemed a natural transition to come down here and start that, but it wasn't really happening. There wasn't many farms. I can only remember one when we moved here, Ashland Farm in Covington, that was uh, growing their own lettuces, just lettuces. Um, sometimes a few, a little produce, but not much. And I would be remiss to say that it was all me because before we moved here, Gunter Seeger really, I think, you know, worked very hard with um, Lucy and Clay from Ashland Farm to create at least that mm-hmm. local lettuce mm-hmm. scene. Um, and he was really the forefront of that. I think we certainly when we got here started growing our own and then our buying power became enough to really support local other local farms so i think that that's really where it comes from you 
as long as you're putting your money into that local economy and the local growers, you're going to get more. And then more farmers came. I mean, we had farm at one point. We had a farmer from Hawaii. We had a farmer mm-hmm. from Oregon. We had, I mean, farmers from Canada would come and maybe be here for two or three years, but produce a lot of produce. And uh, and I think now it's really caught on. And a lot of commercial family commercial farm farmers are now at least dedicating a small portion to organic and seasonal farm. Yeah, you mentioned Gunter Seeger, who mm-hmm. clearly was one of the pioneer chefs in Atlanta, who I think sadly was probably a little ahead of his lot of ahead of his time. Exactly uh, what my husband says. Just a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we miss Gunter. But you know, Annie, I think what your gift was was that you brought many of the things he was trying to accomplish, but you made it so approachable. I mean, I've spent most of my anniversaries with my wife and big birthdays at Bacchanalia. Um, and I think it was such a it was such a revelation to the scene that this was it was fine dining. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, because the service is impeccable, the the atmosphere beautiful, but the food was approachable, and um, the 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 ambiance was very comfortable. And that was really, I think, the breakthrough that Bacchanalia was, and it just opened the door for so many other people to come through and make a contribution, and and your influence. You know, it really was remarkable, I think. Well, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice to hear. <laughs> You're like the Beatles of food. <laughs> we're we're we're, we're like Wayne and Garth. Belinda and I are like Wayne and Garth. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> Your Highness. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't feel like that. We just let schlep food around really. Um but uh yeah, no, I think that yeah, this movement has been, you know, obviously we're in a prime growing area, you know, this is an agricultural state and it was a shame that it wasn't really happening before and now it's huge. I mean there's hundreds of local mm-hmm. farm there's hundreds of farms that we can buy from and right. it is you know now gone beyond the produce it's the proteins i mm-hmm. mean we the seafood I, we really have access to so much more and people are so smart about it they want it you know i mean we were doing it 25 years ago or 26 years ago i don't think many people really cared much <laughs> it wasn't why, a i mean concept, they didn't really, really. yeah they now, didn't why really were think you about doing it. it were you doing it because you you believed in locally sourced were you doing it for health reasons, economic reasons? Well, I mean, certainly not economic <laughs> for us. <laughs> Cisco, so, much yeah. cheaper. <laughs> There's much cheaper ways to buy produce. But um, no, I think that honestly, I mean, if I was to be perfectly honest, I would say that we started doing it because the products tasted better. So it was all about taste. And it was all about the quality of the pro- pro- product where we were putting on the plate. I mean, you brought in some cheese today from local uh, Manifold Farm, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to tweet. I just tweeted out a picture of the the pastry that you brought, and you put a little cheese on that. I'm going to tweet out a picture of this cheese. It is like it's a work of art. It's it's you can you cannot Beautiful. get this from a distrib- you know a food distributor. This would only come, I would say, from. From someone who put some TLC into this product. Well, yeah, it's perfectly ripe, that one there. Yeah, and I think that that's really what it's all about. It's like finding the best ingredients at the best time and using them at that time uh, and respecting it and respecting the proteins and utilizing every bit of the proteins. I think that what we do, feeding people, you know, in itself is very rewarding, but I think that if you think of how it affects everything else you do, like I'm constantly 
concerned about the amount of waste restaurants create because it's yeah. substantial. Um, you know, so we take home all of our produce scraps for our pig and for our pig who is a pet and our chickens who lay eggs for us. We don't eat them, but um, mm-hmm. and compost. We, I mean, we're always trying to like think of ways that we can reduce that footprint. But in the end, it's all about the taste it's all about the quality of the product and we want to be proud of what we put on the plate always and i think that that's what we're striving for we're speaking with ann quattrano and she is like we've said uh one of the country's most celebrated chefs and we're lucky to have four of her great restaurants right here in atlanta and um bacchanalia float away cafe star provisions dubs fish camp don't forget and, Little Bach. And Little Bach. Which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. L- fantastic. And uh, so Dub's Fish Camp is your is your latest. Yeah. And tell us tell us about that. So we they wanted us to be part of Ponce and I you know, our biggest sandwich. Our biggest selling this is so Here's economics. Our, <laughs> our best-selling sandwich at Star Provisions has always been our shrimp po' boy. So we thought, well, let's just make a restaurant around that. So, I mean, that's kind <laughs> of what we did. And it turns out that that is not our number one selling sandwich. We, our number one selling sandwich is our um, fish sandwich. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And number two, of course, is the shrimp po' boy. And we diluted a little because we have oyster po' boys. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, sh- lobster rolls and shrimp rolls. and um, But. but it was a really fun concept to put together because I grew up on the coast in Connecticut and lived for several years on Nantucket. And I've always loved the sea and then, you know, that kind of New England nautical thing. But I've never bought that way for star provisions. Sure. And they wanted a retail component so we could do all this like kind of fun, like coastal <laughs> stuff, which, uh, you know, doesn't sell great. But <laughs> no, it's it is so fun to buy. And it really makes when you walk in there, you feel like you feel like you could be transported to I, a coast somewhere. That's right? what I said. Yeah. I said I felt you kind of Pond City Market. If you haven't been, you walk in there and I feel like I'm on vacation just being on the yeah. on the site. It's so special and unique. And then when I go into Dubs. I feel like I'm on vacation from the vacation. Yeah. It's really special and it's it's fun. And it's laid back. It's got a great energy to it. The food's amazing, of course. Listen, if you'd like to ask Anne a question or if you have a, a memory from one of her restaurants like Bacchanalia, if you've had a great anniversary memory or maybe you, your husband or wife proposed to you there, uh, give us a call, 404-872-0750. That's 404-872-0750. More with Anne Quattrano right after this thank you scott that wasn't near enough of a long break for me to eat enough of what ann brought in this is a great um angel food cake with a grapefruit grapefruit glaze i swear i could bathe in this glaze it's delicious. I'll post a picture of you doing that if you... Don't double dog dare me, David. <laughs> you are serious. I am serious. We're speaking with Ann Quattrano with, um, gosh, Bacchanalia, all four of her wonderful restaurants in the Atlanta area. And I have, of course, my foodie correspondent, David Danzig, in the studio. And we're talking about food and the food culture in Atlanta and, and all that Ann has brought to the table, no pun intended on that one. Let's go to the phone lines and because we have um a fan of yours our question for you cameron in atlanta you're on wsb how are you today hey i'm good it's a pleasure to talk to all three of y'all and uh so my my question would be um you know i've kind of been following the the food trends in atlanta for the past uh, you know 
10, 15 years, whatnot. And, you know, we've, we've got in, like, Nashville, we've got hot chickens. Uh, Austin, we've got Franklin's and La Barbecue, brisket, all that good stuff. Um, and in your opinion, what do you think, uh, like, the, I guess, the cultural food identity of Atlanta is? And if there isn't one, do you think that, like, it would be safe to say that in the next maybe 10 to 15 years, um, the Atlanta food scene kind of progresses to have its own identity? Yeah. Well, that's a good question, because Atlanta has all of those things, right? But, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if there's one thing we identify with. I was going to say maybe five years ago my answer would be pork belly, because it seemed to be the yeah. most trendy food. Um, yeah, anything like pork belly or bacon. But um, I think that we've moved a little bit past that, which is really nice, and a little bit past awful, which is you know was a trend also a few years back. I think that what I feel I'm most proud of in Atlanta and the food scene now is that the dining public is embracing small restaurants that are possibly opened on a slightly um, smaller budget and are chef-driven and owned and operated and are really supporting our local agriculture as well. All right. Thank you for your call, Cameron. And we'll be back with more questions from Ann Quatrano and you at 404-872-0750. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Melinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Vane Innovations. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Well, like I said earlier, we have the godmother of Atlanta dining in the studio. She looks so happy. She just, she just loves that. No, okay, I you're know. The, okay, you're the princess. Yes, the princess you're the princess better. of Atlanta. How dining. about fairy godmother? That's, yeah, yeah, it's a little fresher. And Quatrano in the studio, and. Um, you uh, reign over Bacchanalia, Float Away Cafe, Star Provisions, um, Little Buck, Little Bock, and Dub's Fish Camp. And Mother's Day is approaching, and so if people need ideas, all they need to do is walk in the front door of Star Provisions. And like I told you in the break, I could spend every dime I make here in Star Provisions like that (laughs) (laughs) yes and and so why don't you give people uh an idea about what what it is and the concept um well star provisions originally we opened it in 99 so um (laughs) our idea really was that we would offer items that weren't really sold in the big box store so we tried to procure kind of interesting pottery um, smaller producers of things and as much southern as we possibly can find um, a lot of handmade items and I think that there's great ideas for Mother's Day and also strawberries and our bakery anything strawberry I think would be a great thing oh yes we um, I think we're harvesting about two or three hundred pounds a week of our strawberries from home and that's what we from brought to you today from, from Summerlin, Summerlin yeah. Farms Yeah, we plant about 4,000 strawberry plants. So we have two or three pretty intense weeks where we're doing a lot of canning, a lot of jarring, and a lot of 
uh, preserving. So, yeah, we try to use them in anything. But I think that a little angel food cake with some strawberries would be a great Mother's Day (laughs) dessert. Absolutely. That, That was delicious. And so you have... So you walk in, the main room has a lot of, of gift things, and then you have side rooms. So there's there's um, there's the room where you have the pastries and, mm-hmm. and the baked goods that you can take home. And, and did I just read that you're open for breakfast now? Yeah, we're open at 8 in the morning. Oh, yes. Yeah, so my wife, um, probably, she's got the express <laughs> pass. It's like the cruise card through uh, Star Provisions. But it is um, it is some of the most beautiful artisan quality breakfast items, yeah. both savories and baked goods. And it's, I mean, I got to tell you, I don't, I don't know how you can manage those price points. For, for the quality of food, it's spectacular. Excellent. Yeah, we love eggs, so it was. It's easy. That's but the French omelet on a baguette is really that's spectacular. That's I just they just use, Zagat just used one of my pictures of the gooey egg sandwich mm-hmm. in the top new breakfast places in town. Yeah, you. Yes, thank you. Congrats. So Star Provisions <laughs> breakfast, I triple five star that uh, option. And then you have the little wine shop. Mm-hmm. Which is really, I think, a, it's a small sampling of wine. It's for convenience, <laughs> yes. And uh, the cheese shop is is yeah, amazing. Our cheese shop does a great job, yeah. And we and our house cured charcuterie program, I think, is really stellar. I mean, makes Lou, who makes our charcuterie, is fantastic. And uh, so then you have the meat shop, the cheese shop. What am I forgetting? Oh, the spices. And I saw, I mean, if you have someone that loves food in your family, gosh, I just, I was in there the other day and looking at all the different salts that you sell. So that's a great idea for somebody who likes to cook. Yeah. And mostly they're finishing salts, but, you know, it's something that most people don't buy for themselves. Yeah, It's a good gift idea. Um, So... So visit Star Provisions. Um, my kids begged to go there. Actually, uh, they love the candy, the the old fashioned candy yeah. that you sell there. <laughs> they they love it. Not to not to mention also just to give a shout out. Um, your cookbook, Annie, is is just not only something that I think an aspiring chef. It's so it's so approachable, and it's one of the most beautiful books. Just the photography table. It is, but um, if you haven't seen it, it's called um, Summerland. Summerland, (laughs) and um, you weave narrative into every recipe. If you read the book, and there's explanations, it's such a, a really great insight into not just how to cook a a beautiful dish, but the in you know sort of how your mind came about it and your influences and some of your history so i uh, also highly recommend summerland is a great mother's day um book when you say b oh it, it's yeah. beautiful i would um, i just got one so thank you for my mother's day gift. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> happy mother's day thank you so i'm looking here's how to make breakfast sausage so i mean and it, it's beautiful pictures how to spice your sausage how yeah. to make it's it it's really not that hard see but for, for you and okay, <laughs> so you can buy the ground pork and mix some spices and you have breakfast sausage your own without a lot of preservatives. Yeah, it's not that hard. And and there again, it speaks to how you try to live a self-sustaining, um, locally sourced, even on your farm. It's 
uh, uh, Summerland, mm-hmm. you have pretty much um, the the animal kingdom living <laughs> there with you. Yeah, and there are people who have said, "Can can we visit your farm?" Mm-hmm. And what's the answer to that? Um, the answer is we do. It's where we live for one. Uh, <laughs> it's no. where we live, <laughs> so that doesn't mean no, but it means limited. Um, we uh, we usually do one or two public events out there a year. Usually something for Southern Foodways Alliance, um, and then I think we just finished. We just did a dinner a couple of weeks ago for um, the Giving Kitchen. So we do events out there. Yeah, Mo- almost a hundred percent for charitable foundations. So but there's you- opportunities certainly to come to the farm, um, and I think that anything that is going on on our farm is always listed on our website. So. And you can wh- check out starprovisions.com. Starprovisions.com. And you have you can sign up there for your newsletter mm-hmm. and you can find out all the information. And David has mm-hmm. posted some great pictures from a dinner he attended at Summerland, I think, last year for your cookbook launch. For, for the cookbook, cookbook launch. launch yeah. And you ha- you even had a Ferris wheel. We did. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That was fun. It's not just, and just to paint a picture. I mean, when you think of a farm, you think of this, you know, quaint little so your farm is absolutely beautiful it's rolling land and and it's sprawling and but there's trees and and your house that you and clifford built has have won some awards i mean it, it itself is a work of art i mean and you designed it I did. Well, I did. Yes, but I knew what I wanted because we lived in a double wide trailer for three years. So it was very clear on what I needed to survive. Not Um, to reach out and touch all your walls. Right. (laughs) And then uh, in Clifford, I mean, works so hard to make that a beautiful place. So I have to give a shout out to Clifford, who's right now preparing a field for some summer crops oh my gosh (laughs) but that's been such a cornerstone of all that you do you and clifford have done is not just we all the things we've touched on the the locally sourced Mm -hmm. and the and the you know care and the ingredients but design and is i think really a strength that you guys have brought and um it's 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 generated out into the restaurant scene uh the, the days of putting out a space that was comfortable and had some interesting furniture i think you guys have elevated the whole uh, design that goes into restaurants, that goes into a website, that goes into, you know, um, even the the utensils you brought today, um, and the picnic basket. Um, I mean, that's just every a gift. detail. Every detail. Well, I, th- I mean, I, I believe that you have to set the table, right? You have to set the setting for the food, and and it all should feel right when you sit down in our restaurants. You should get food in front of you that looks like the, your surroundings, and you should be comfortable. So, I mean, that's kind of what we have been stressing all along and and i think you know uh, like i said i think a lot of people have found how to do that and we certainly have found how to do that on a lesser budget than restaurants were built i mean when i moved here i don't think a restaurant was built for under three million dollars we've never spent that on a restaurant yet so i think you know it's really has to do with the public and being smart i mean the less money i spend on my building the better your food's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) that's a for sure yes so you you've always been in the in the forefront of of what is coming down the pipeline in the restaurant industry. You've always been ahead of the curve. What do you see coming in in the future? What is the next big thing in in restaurant and food? Well, I know that everybody thinks it's fast casual. Um, 
But I don't know if it necessarily is fast casual. I think it's smart food. When it, this 2016, uh, the beginning of 2016 began the year that we have more millennials in our dining mm -hmm. population than any other group. And they're smart. You know, they're smart. They're educated about food. They care about what they eat, but they don't want to spend a lot of money and they don't want to spend a lot of time on it. So I think that it's all about that. It's, you know, putting really great ingredients on plates and doing it in a way that people can afford it. And and maybe that they don't have to spend three or four hours sitting at a dinner. Sounds like my kids. Way too long, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I and I don't think that that's, I think that that's where food's going in the whole country, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a few fine dining restaurants opening. I don't give a shout out because Gunter Seeger's about to open his restaurant in New York. I've heard I think that. in a couple of weeks, uh, we have one of our sous chefs as, is up there, um, going to be one of his uh, sous chefs opening. So yeah, I think um, there are a few of those fine dining restaurants mm -hmm. opening, but really the most restaurants that are opening are casual, but with really talented people cooking the food. Yeah. And that's the difference, I think. It's, and now restaurants are a real attraction of talent. I think before chefs were anonymous to an extent, mm -hmm. um, there wasn't social media and shows on Food Network to right. uh, create this sort of rock star aura right. that a lot of chefs have. But now that's a thing that a millennial, if I'm coming out, that sounds pretty fun it's like let's be a rock star and be creative my question for you is do we have a bubble in the atlanta restaurant scene because i'm covering it and i can't keep up right. and i just gotta wonder what do you think at some point are we gonna there's a lot of competition yes out there, there is yes. i don't know if we're saturated but we're close yeah, yeah. but it, they come and go so yeah you just uh, keep going <laughs> annie i can't thank you enough for joining us on oh, the you're show. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. You have been fantastic. Great a Mother's Day gift or any gift. Um, Summerland by Anne Quatrano. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio. Thank you for having me. <laughs> coming up next, Breaking Chews with David Danzig. Stay tuned. More Atlanta Living coming your way. And welcome back, y'all, to Atlanta Living. It's time for Breaking Chews. Now, this is our weekly check-in on all the up-to-the-minute breaking news about local restaurants, chefs, festivals. I'm here with my favorite foodie correspondent, David Danzig of the website BitesAndSites.net, also a food writer for Atlanta Social Season Magazine, and, of course, whoa, BelindaSkelton.com. So, something beautiful to share with us this week? Yes, beautiful indeed. And the Italian word for beautiful is Bellina. Oh, I as, thought you were going to say Belinda. Well, it's very close. So, hmm. as in the new Italian kitchen, market, bar, restaurant, cooking school that just opened in Pont City Market, Bellina Alimentari. And this is such a beautiful addition to the city. And it's not just for italophiles. It's for really everybody. Um, so Can I say that word? Italophiles. Very well done. Thank you. So let's start with the market. Um, so you enter in through the Pont City Market Central Food Hall. They have this beautiful Italian grocery store. And it it's really incredible. They've combined both imported Italian uh, delicacies, as well as a lot of incredibly um, local, locally sourced things from Georgia farmers and things like that. So these are olive oils, vinegars, pastas, sauces, seasonings, marinated olives and sweets. You can um, take them with you. You can eat them there in the restaurant. 
go out to the Beltline. Mm. They also have a great bar. It's a lot of complex craft cocktails, a lot of hard-to-find Italian wines, and of course, locally crafted beers. And then the restaurant, I thought was just wonderful. You can dine in the market. There's seating there in the market. They also have a, a, a very stylish lounge, and then you can go out onto the patio, and it's a Trattoria-style menu. A um, lot, lot of global and local ingredients. We did a misto board, which united both the charcuterie mastery of our own spotted mm-hmm. trotter. They had some locally sourced cheeses from our own Manifold Farms. And then you had some imported prosciutto. So pastas, the breads, they're all made right on site in their dough room. We had a couple of incredible desserts, a house-made tiramisu and a flourless chocolate cake. Yeah. There are pictures of plenty at belindaskelton.com and then tomorrow they're having their big frito misto party where they're going to christen their new uh, patio it's from four to six again it's at pont city market and again this is such a bright star for pont city market and it's just a concept that fortifies atlanta as a true global culinary force so i say buon appetito and mangia I'm so proud of your language skills. (laughs) Where can we find you during the week? Uh, Look for me on my website, bitesinsights.net, and follow me on all social media. All right. You've been listening to Atlanta Living, only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's the